What's going on, everybody? This is J.M. Banks, Urban Alchemy Podcast. I hope you all are doing well out there. Got another amazing interview for you folks today. Today, I am joined in the studio with a very old friend. Can't say enough about this individual. Has been one of my greatest supporters on this long journey. Thankless. Oh, just so It's so hard to get folks to actually, you know, take the time, say some encouraging words. But this person, I'm so happy to have in the studio to promote their work. Didn't see them writing a book, but super happy to read this. I am joined with Miss Lucretia Shannon. Thank you for coming in with us today. Well, thank you for having me. Man, so we go way, way back. Your husband is a mentor, dean, frat brother of mine. So I was just like, yo, that's super dope that you hit me up. was like, yo, I got a book coming out. Yeah. Of course, I'm super surprised anyone I know who tells me they got a book coming out because that is just something just above and beyond. I have so much respect for anyone who ever writes a book. So you and your husband both got books coming out. Amazing household full of talented people. Your kids are so lucky. They just be like, yeah, my parents wrote books. Oh, you're amazing. You're so kind. I'm, I give credit where credit's due. So thank you for uh, joining us today. So we're here to talk about your book. What is the title of that? The Real Life of a CEO Wife, Out from the Shadows. And yeah, so give me the basics of what that book is going to entail. So the whole premise of the book was to captivate the entrepreneurial journey from the spouse's perspective. Um, I think that's very important because the journey within itself, it's challenging. It's such a glamorous stigmatism when it comes to success. People view success as this, oh, you've made it fancy cars, fancy houses, you know, fancy things. Right. And they fail to realize the work that's actually put into things. In most cases, the spouse is a hidden business partner along on that journey as well as the rest of the family. And so this is what the book was hinting to bring some human perspectives to that journey, humanize it. Gotcha. And yeah, I mean, that is it's crazy because as I was talking to Brian the other day, I was just like, yeah, I never thought about the aspect that comes from a spouse's perspective, mm-hmm. you know, having a successful spouse because you were a college educated woman yourself. I mean, I'm sure the plan 18 year old Lucretia had going into college. And first of all, what did you major in at UMKC? Yeah, just communications. Communications. Yeah. So your your initial goal plan probably wasn't have this successful husband and, you know, just, you know, you don't need to go to college for that. Right. Exactly. So starting off, obviously, when you're young, um, we, our relationship does go way back. When you start off young, you're kind of entering the world, right? As a baby, though, you don't right. really know much and you're just trying to find your way. Now, Obviously, we're very goal-oriented people, and I knew that we wanted this lifestyle that we knew we were going to need to work towards. And um, But never in my wildest dreams, I would say probably like a few years before my husband's business launch, that I envision this. I have very vivid dreams, mm-hmm. and I remember we used to sit and talk about what our plans were over the next five years. And at that time, we, you know, had a few kids. We have a whole tribe. Yeah. We have <laughs> and shout out to your cloning machine you have. Yeah. Uh, that's super dope. Yeah, awesome. That's amazing. They're amazing children. And it's amazing to see um, some of the things that we teach them starting to come into fruition. Our oldest one will be here, uh, 10 here um, shortly. So to we see her te- the teachings that we instill in them starting to come to light. Right. So that's amazing to witness. But back to just when we started this journey and why I say we is because it took the whole 
entire family. Now, it's not taken away from my husband having this brilliant idea, executing on this idea and things of that nature. But what I highlighted in the book was the fact that, okay, while he's out these 12 hour days, who's taking care of everything else? Right. The spouse, spouse. And who has to be understanding about that? The spouse, the children, right? Mm-hmm. Plenty of days where it's like he's working sun up to sundown to provide for the family while the spouse is there with the infant baby, you know, infant yeah. baby cooking all the meals, helping with school, help uh, maintaining our social life. And like you mentioned, being ambitious themselves yeah. and trying to make sure that you're not interfering with their journey per se, but making certain that you have that balance where you don't lose yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, try to get some uh, autonomy. Uh, exactly. And in a space where you pretty much see someone every single day, it's kind of hard to just remain your own person because you guys are just so intertwined. Everything you do, everything you watch, everything you read, it's bound to another person. So I can only imagine how you would possibly do that with children involved. So, yeah, that that's super dope. And I've interviewed your husband three times now after yesterday. So, yeah, each and every time we talk about, you know, driving forces, you are one of the cornerstones of what he likes to talk about in regards to why he was successful, because I can imagine there are a great many people who have business endeavors that go by the wayside just because they don't have that support system and don't have that person who believes in them and is propping them up and saying, you know, believing in them pretty much when they don't even believe in themselves, you know. So that is always something I, I love to hear. And it's so true because even even the way you have supported this platform and, you know, have gone above and beyond to share and like and comment and just do the that most people don't seem to be able to do. I mean, so in your efforts with your book, how have you how has Brian's support towards your endeavors been? I mean, I pretty much gained the material <laughs> from his efforts, from his, I mean, this is a, all a team effort here. Right. And that's what I want to highlight. It's a team effort. And his journey per se was unique. He's exited a company and he's done things that most have not. Absolutely. So it's unique within that setting. However, I believe that it's a avoided space that needs to be filled all over. And this is not just with entrepreneurs. This is with NFL players, right. uh, professional athletes, any anyone that has a success story or a success behind them or even a journey behind them. Just a perspective of what goes into that and understanding that will allow those relationships not to fall to the wayside because you can relate to the story in which I've highlighted. You can say, hey, I see myself as that that spouse that wrote the book. I can see myself as that person. So maybe we are on the right track. Maybe we're not doing something wrong. Maybe this this valley that we're in is normal to the success that will come on the other side. Right. So do you think it's easy for most women to, first of all, take a back seat? Like I said, you're an educated black woman, got your own degree. You can go out and do a million different things because you're smart, educated, funny, likable, personable. You can get a job damn near anywhere. But in order to put all that on hold for another person, do you feel like that is something that is is easily askable within today's society towards a spouse or partner? I believe it's not necessarily easy. I think it's comfortable mm-hmm. for society. It's assumed um, by society um, to have the woman take the back seat, and that can be a whole 
set of conversation within itself um, when you talk about, when you think about tradition, right? right. You think about the way we are structured as just human beings, right? The man is supposed to lead, the woman is supposed to follow, and that can go into religion, that can go into just basic humanity, but I won't go that far or deep into it. But I think it's a natural assumption for the woman to take the back seat. And honestly, I wouldn't necessarily say it was the back seat. When you understand the ideology of building a dynasty, building a um, a legacy mm-hmm. for those four children that we have, you try to understand that and keep that on the forefront. And not getting your feelings as much, but I'm I'm human. That's easier said than done. I was about to say that. that, that I, I know you could say that before a woman to be like, you know what? I'm going to be rational. Exactly. I'm going to think about the bigger picture. No, you know, you're going to pick a fight. Huh? And that's exactly what I uh, kind of mentioned in the book. The book is not just speaking on my journey; it's to kind of be of aid to those who are also on their very own journeys that have spouses. Right. Um, trying to find that balance and realizing that. There, there will be tough days. There will be long days. But keep in mind, what are you doing this for? What did you initially agree to this journey for? Right. Because we talked about it. We talked about the journey before we agreed to it. We said, well, what does this entail? Now, even with us talking about it, it was instances where it was, what is happening? What is going on? This yeah. was not in the manual. Absolutely. Like, abort mission. <laughs> what, what do you think was you guys' toughest point in this whole journey uh, before you guys, you know, saw the silver lining, before you guys start having a little taste of success, what was the toughest time where you were just like, I don't know what we're going to do? I would say moments where people look at you and put you on this pedestal Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily ask for it, but it just comes with the package, right? Okay. And you have to maintain these precise um, and it's just mind blowing. When you go to a grocery store and everyone knows you or mm-hmm. you can't just show up at the grocery store with sweatpants yeah. <laughs> because you never know who you're going to run into. True. Right? And um, I think that part of the journey, just the s- abrupt switch was the toughest. And that was at a time, too, where we had an infant baby. Right. And so not only was I dealing with infant baby and my emotions from that postpartum, but just in a whole new journey, whole new lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that. And it's so crazy because I always try to use, you know, not say wife uh, and say partner, because nowadays it's like the woman. It very well could even be the primary breadwinner in a relationship, especially in the African-American community. We have way more black women who have attended and graduated with degrees as opposed to their male counterparts. So they're very possible that there are a lot of couples out there where the woman does make more money than the black man. You know, do you think that goes vice versa in regards to a man probably putting his aspirations on hold to make sure that the woman obtains her goals first? I think the world is forever evolving. Mm. And I think we have to give respect and credit to the men that are comfortable in, in those seats, you know. And I think the more we highlight and give those pats on the back, the more acceptable that evolution becomes, right? Mm. So I think it's absolutely doable and I think it's absolutely commendable and I don't see anything wrong with that. But, you know, this is coming from a a woman's perspective. I don't see anything wrong with taking the lead. I think with me and my husband, we ping pong a lot of our success. Like it went from and I kind of highlighted this in in the book. 
um, in one of the chapters, I talked about an instance where I lost my job and then he held down the fort and then he lost his job. And then I held down the fort for, you know, six months to, I think it was like six to nine months, you know, and then even with going on this journey, it was times where I had to be financially stable or financially financially savvy to be able to dump money into the uh, the idea, dump money into the inventions and things like that, and still being supportive when we were eating peanut butter and jelly or, right. <laughs> um, you know, eating canned goods or whatever the case may be. And that's the rough side of the story that a lot of folks just kind of dismiss because they just see. Yeah, they don't see behind the curtain. They don't see behind the curtain. Exactly. So I did highlight that in a book. I think it's very doable to uh, ping pong that success and be comfortable with it. Ideally. But unfortunately, I know a lot of couples and I know a lot of couples don't have that maturity to be like, you know what? You're doing great. I'm going to make sure I do everything to support you as opposed to why am am I not doing as great as you're doing in this? You know, I don't want everybody to think that I'm just your, you know, cheerleader. I'm your one. That's how it has to be sometimes. Like we need cheerleaders. We need that person to be like, yay, you, babe, you know, good job. I'm here for you as opposed to look what I'm doing too. You know, it's all about ego and, and kind of keeping that in check. You are really teeing this up here. Like, I'm yes, trying no, to, man. No, no, no. This You're is really my first my first rodeo. So exactly. The book, and, and that's the whole deal. I wasn't always the mature partner. It took growth. And I think me introducing this book allows, again, that relatability. Right. That, um, that seeing that transition in the journey and realizing that, hey, that's where we are. Maybe let's keep going and see what comes out on the other side. And I think that it's an emotional roller coaster from any side of the spectrum. Oh, the, yeah. the person that's gaining this success and the person that's supporting this, the success. Um, it's definitely um, a, a wild journey, but a journey to be had. Right. Oh, I can only imagine. Uh, just... Going from, you know, like I, I could tell Brian all the time, he's one of the few people who I can remember in my lifetime saying, hey, I have an idea, you know, and putting it down on paper. And then from that idea, being like, hey, I'm going to move forward with this idea and actually taking these steps to make something that he thought of, you know, physical and into this world. And then on top of that, succeed in that endeavor. And it's just so incredible to, to watch that. And then on top of that, watch you guys build on top of that, you know, you're releasing a book and I look forward to seeing your kids future to see, you know, what little incredible things they come up with, you know, as time progresses, because I can only imagine the great things that are going to come from them. Or I can imagine it to be a huge weight on their shoulders to be like, man, I got these two great parents. What could I possibly do and i think we i think we try to foster their ideas of what success is right. <laughs> and i heard my husband kind of mention this on your very interview um, with him he mentioned about how um, our daughter was selling slime she set up her <laughs> she set up this folding table in the driveway and she learned to leverage with her brothers, right? And she, um, it was like within the first hour of her setting up this slime, she put her little bucket out there, had her, she also had some um, self-made squishies. That's what they call it. She took some stuffing out of a rabbit mm-hmm. and put it in this these paper arts. Yeah. 
And when I say she made like $36 within the first hour, paper, John Michael, paper. I hear you. Paper with stuffing in it and the slime that she made in the kitchen. And um, just just to witness that she woke up. I didn't have that idea. She woke up and said, I want to go sell slime in the driveway. And we, what could we do but foster it, right? Mm. Witness it and realize, whoa, they're watching us. I mean, you say, what could we do? I know a million other parents would be like, take your ass back to bed is what you can do. <laughs> I'm not about to sit here and play with you in the slime and a little stuffy, whatever you're doing. Hey, I got stuff over here. But that parents like that, they can build thick skin. It just all depends on how you look at it. I mean, even with us, me and my husband, we didn't grow up easy at all. Yeah. I mean, we had some pretty tough and treacherous stories to tell, you know. Um, but it can either build thick skin or it can take you out the game. True. I guess it just depends on the person's outlook on life. Yeah. But that encouragement, that that's a that's a huge thing to a kid to be like, yeah. you know what? This might be stupid, but we're going to do it. We're gonna let, I'm going to let you have that that experience, you know, and, and just giving them that feeling that you can do this. Like, I can only imagine how that feels as, as, a, as a, you know, eight year old kid mm-hmm. in being able to sell something and having people buy it and make your own money. You know, I didn't get that feeling. until I was like much, much older in life, but she's getting that now. So that's a very, very valuable thing you guys are instilling in her. And like you said, fostering it. Uh, So what else are you guys having on the horizon? What's the Shannon dynasty got for the future in regards to we got books. What are you guys going to make clothing next? You guys going to finally teach us how to make our own little clones? What? Because you guys are (laughs) just touching the moon. Now you got another business you guys are going to create. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I mean, we have a lot of things in store. And I think if you guys just stay tuned and just, you know, support us, I mean, we're not only doing this for ourselves and the dynasty that we're creating, we're doing this for our brothers and our sisters, you know, everyone around us is affected and interconnected. And, you know, we're mentoring We're you know, like you mentioned, my husband's even coming out with a book, um, bootstrap to exit. Mm-hmm. And just, so just watch out for that. That's coming out. And then um, I hear one of our clones, maybe coming out with a book as well. That's dope. So, I mean, it's a lot of things in the works. Um, This definitely keeps us busy. We're definitely taking advantage of being quarantined. Um, And like I mentioned, if you all just stay tuned, it it can be a lot learned and it can be a lot to uh, partake in. I mean, we're on this journey with everyone and it's amazing that we have the support that we do. Bro, if your kid releases a book and I got to interview one of your kids, I want to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) You got this kid. So yeah, tell me. So you wrote this book in between recess. What's going on? with All I'm saying is be prepared. Because it's going to happen. If anybody else, I believe the Shannon kids will be the ones to grace my podcast with a million different things they're doing as children. Like that, that's, that's, I believe it from Brian and you, you guys are such just a power couple in my opinion. Like you guys are always just doing something new, doing something out of the ordinary. I'm like, yo, this is who you guys need to, you know, adulate. 
who you guys need to model yourselves after because they are successful in so many different respects, not just, you know, money wise. They're successful people. They're successful parents. So, you know. So sweet. Oh, so yeah. Good. No, it's just me being honest. I'm not being sweet at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just have respect for people who are able to do that kind of stuff. So shout out to you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah. But uh, it, the book. So let me what made you first think, hey, I'm going to write a book. Have you always had the chops, the writing chops to say, hey, I'm going to sit down here and put my thoughts to paper. So I don't know if you remember in college, I did poetry and spoken word. Um, here and there. So I've always been this creative, artistic person. Mm-hmm. Um, at an early age, I did oratorical contests oh, okay. and things like that. Um, just learning how to speak in front of a crowd, develop my writings and things. But Again, never did I think that um, I would actually self-write and self-publish a book. Um, But I had a I had a dream and I go back to these dreams. I have quite a bit of dreams. I mean, color. I dream color. I dream as if it's really happening. And um, I woke up at like. 3.30 in the morning and on this very phone right here. This phone's very old. <laughs> but on that very phone, I went in my notes and I started writing some things. I was like, I have to get this out of my head. It's repeating. Every time I wake up and I go back to sleep, it comes back into my mind. What is this? Let me write this down. Right. And so when I did that, I was like, I think I really have something here. And you know how you get that tingly feeling in your body? Yeah. And you know that your soul has been awakened. Yeah. That was this. And I said, I got I have something here. I have something. Because the journey for me was somewhat lonely. Mm. It was very lonely. And it was very surprising that I didn't have too many things to turn to for tools on how to be that supportive spouse or how to not lose your identity or how. How not to go crazy, you know? And so this is what, like I mentioned, my book is going to aid a lot of people in, whether you're a male or female, whether you're the spouse of a doctor, the spouse of an astronaut, the spouse of just someone starting off. Right. You know, success looks different to many people, Mm. you know, it's different to many people. Absolutely. Uh, so the people who are going to be picking up this book, what is the main thing you hope they take away from your message? To I want them to understand that this journey is not an easy one, but again, one to be had. Right. So don't give up because on the other end of those challenges, comes triumph. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's, I can only imagine the trials and tribulations you and Brian had on you guys' journey, just from creating an actual company and then it having an initial purpose and being like, Oh wait, this can do something else completely different. And then riding that wave of success. <laughs> 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 well, I hate sweaters. It's just stuff off flinging around in the beard. It's, it's not good. <laughs> But yeah, just the fact that, you know, you guys have had such an incredible story with just figuring out like, hey, this business we created has some sort of 
practical application in another field, which forced Brian to kind of pivot the view of the company. And then from there, just to exit in such a short amount of time is incredible. And no way he could have done that alone or by himself or with a lesser woman on his side. So, you know, it makes me think of the, the old saying that behind every great woman, behind every great man or behind every good man, there's a great, great woman. woman. Yeah. then that's so true. Cause I know zero men out here who have trash wives who are successful. <laughs> Well, I don't know. That's where the divorce rates come in. Exactly. But, you exactly. Know. And then you got to worry about, oh, man, I'm successful. I got to get a divorce. He's going to take everything. Take half. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's Jeff Bezos. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Raw. Have you mm, seen that? Yes. Yes. Where he was like, oh, man, he took half. And, and then he ended up getting a divorce from his wife. And it's just like, hmm, poetic. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and it's sad to see. I, I remember looking up those very uh, statistics. And honestly, it wasn't a lot of data, but the data that was out there was very alarming. One in three. Oh, yeah. One in three. And I think we'll have so much more successful stories if we allow ourselves the space to grow together. I mean, when you think about a union, right? Mm -hmm. Marriage alone is very difficult, but what did you sign up for? What did you vow to your higher power? I don't know if it's God or who your higher power is. What did you make that vow for and to? Mm -hmm. Do you refer to those vows often? Yeah. Unfortunately, if you didn't get married for the right reasons, it's going to show and, and it's going to crumble. Uh, if you just got married for the, you know, the wedding, the ring, you know, the photos and the party. Yeah, of course, it's not going to work. Of course, yeah. it's only going to last maybe two years tops. But if you got married for the right reasons, I want a partner show. I want this person in my corner. You're going to have to go through a lot of shit. You're going to have to go through a lot of struggle. You're going to have to. Yeah, it's not going to be a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. And I, where do you think most people hit the eject button as opposed to actually holding on and saying, you know what? I want to weather the storm and be there for this person. That lack of understanding, that lack mm. of tools. When you think of. Uh, generations before us that your parents, your grandparents, were they open? Were they open to communicating struggles? We have so many family secrets mm. still to this day. <sighs> and I literally only have I only have one biological elder that could potentially tell us stories. Mm. And um, I only have one grandparent and that's my in-law. So and when you think of it from that perspective, you have this big void of lost souls, Mm -hmm. lost people wondering what to do. So not only are you lost with, okay, how do I navigate through my marriage? How do I navigate? Even if it's not a marriage, how do I navigate through this relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I become husband or wife material? Right. And then when you finally make that leap of faith. Right. You make that leap of faith to join lives with someone. And then you're like, okay, we're literally combining our whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, that's finances, that's thoughts, that's how do we discipline our children? Mm -hmm. You know, that's everything, everything you have to pause for, pause for like five seconds Mm -hmm. and say, what would my spouse do? Let's talk about this before I act on that, right? So when you look at it from that dynamic of 
people just having a void, a void to a sense of what do I do next? And then you throw in this journey of, I still want to become someone. I want to be successful. I want to be pleasing. Because what do we do it for? We do um, these successful things for, if it's not a spouse, if it's not for your personal family, you do it to please your parents. Mm -hmm. You do it to please your elders or whoever came before you. You just want people to realize the strides that you're taking in life and appreciate that. True. I mean, in regards to like you were talking about the past generations and the family unit and the marriage uh, experience from past generations. Are there anything that you excuse me? Is Are there any things that you were raised with that you knew you had to kind of let go in your future as a parent that that you were brung up with? Not necessarily even the, the bad or tiny whoopings or stuff, but things you thought were good, you know, morals or good things to stand on that you were like, I can't do this with my kids. Yeah. Now, there it's so many. I mean, it's, it's so many things. But no, my mom, she was a single parent. She kind of fell under what seems to be the standard. Mm. It, it's sad that that seems to be the standard. Shout out to all the single moms. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to all the single parents in general, because mm. even the fathers that are right. raising these little clones, <laughs> clones to be. Not the everybody family. has clones. People, <laughs> normal people have children. You have clones, like clones. legit clones. We took a snippet of our hair. Exactly. <laughs> you and Brian. Oh my gosh. It's some mad scientists. If you ever see their kids, it's going to be like just little, 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 just separate people. <laughs> You don't think you're looking at a Photoshop of them, just them with photos of them when they were younger. And just like, Seriously, though. Hey. <laughs> but no, my mom, actually, shout out to my mom, um, single mother, and she actually is the editor of this book. Oh, dope. And so that really brought us together, in a sense. I can imagine. She read some of my deepest thoughts and yeah. deepest inner Heart feeling. Did she read anything? It was just like, hold on here. No, she, she <laughs> this, at least she this, didn't. This paragraph about me whooping you <laughs> need to go. <laughs> no, she didn't. And, and what that was actually commendable. I that, have. that is, oh my gosh, she didn't interfere with any of my writing. She understood everything. And she's like, okay, this is a grammatical error, but she didn't say change the way you said. No, she actually understood, read it, and she's so supported. Mm. But even to take away her strength and ten, uh, tenacity, she's actually published, you know, a few articles in St. Louis and been featured in some newspapers and different blogs throughout St. Louis and things like that. So um, I said, hey, mom, I think we got have something here. So I'll talk to you about that on a later a later date. Um, but you'll probably be hearing some things from my mom as well. Shout out, Crucia Mama. Shout out, Mom. Okay. Name dropper. She's not <laughs> Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Robinson. Hey, Why are you calling me Crucia Mama? <laughs> right, Crucia Mama. <laughs> no, and then that's another point there. Like, I'm not just a mom, although that's the highest pedestal you can be placed on. I'm not just a mom. I have a, although the kids don't necessarily adopt my name, I still have a legacy. Yeah. Right. A legacy to live. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to write the book. I've always said I need to make sure that folks knew I was here, mm -hmm. that I existed. I needed to figure out a way to step the earth because after I'm long and gone, what story do I leave my children to tell? Right. Particularly my daughter. 
you know, um, I had to learn um, how to be submissive to my husband, you know, because my mom was a single parent. We were built to be strong, Mm -hmm. you know, strong. Don't take anything from no man. And, you know, my grandmother used to always say, if you buy a man's shoes, he'll walk out on you. Mm. You know, so you have to kind of deprogram yourself. And that took, you know, I would say the first two to three years of our marriage. We've been together um, almost 20 years coming up here in May. And a lot of folks don't know that. I know we go way back, but me and Brian have gone gone way back, right? I was 15 when I got with him. Uh And we've been, and we had some rocky moments, but, you know, who doesn't? And, um, but no, like, um, just the deprogram myself on a lot of the teachings and filter out what I could take along with me that were positive, positive things that mm-hmm. I can teach my, my daughter or my clone, <laughs> exactly what I could teach my clone and um, knowing what was the healthy thing to teach them. Yeah. That's and I'm still learning, <laughs> you know, you grow your clones and you, and they're not realizing that you're still growing too. You're just this superhero to them. Yeah. And that's like, oh, my God, that's amazing within itself that someone can look at you as a superhero. Right? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to put on my cape today, but I will for you, little clone. <laughs> I have to make certain to wear this cape to sleep. I have to make certain to wake up before the children do so I can wake up with positive vibes in the house so you can start your day off mm. in a positive manner. Let's make pancakes today. Let's play. I, I play uh, a lovely day, lovely day, <laughs> because my son you, and understanding all of your little clones as individuals. And then, you know, my son, he's so emotional. He's emotional driven. Mm. Um, the first legacy son. We have three boys and I have a daughter. Um, but anyway, he's so emotionally driven. And so playing that song perks him up. <laughs> A hug would perk my daughter up. Self-time with with her. My toddler would be, you know, let's, you know, feed you your favorite snack. Mm -hmm. You know, he's just three. And then the baby, of course, just bouncing him gives him joy. But just finding those balances and knowing that I wouldn't want to be on this journey with anyone else. Mm -hmm. As much as we fuss and fight and as many times as this journey could have taken us out of the game, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, what are we building here? What are we, what did we start this journey for? Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't for any, nothing. We were too far in to go back. Yeah. So what does this look like? And then saying, oh, well, don't lose yourself, Krish. What does amazing look like to you? How do you get there? Yeah. I mean, in in your experience, because I know you have married friends, is it ever hard for you to just kind of bite your tongue and just be like, they didn't ask for my opinion. I ain't going I ain't going to say nothing, even though one of them should shut up or one of them. Or maybe you should just get a divorce. So, you know. No, John Michael. Um, and you you know me. I've, I've always been a bold person mm. and I take pride in that. Um, it could be misunderstood. Um but I've done a lot of working on myself and maturing Mm -hmm. to make sure that I deliver it in a manner in which someone else could receive it. But make no mistakes. I don't bite my tongue because what does biting your tongue, what does that get anyone? Right. You know, and I I just wouldn't see 
I take great pride. I've been matron of honor in three of my friends' weddings. Uh And I keep a very small circle. I have five people that I can truly say, you're solid. And I've been matron of honor in three, and two of them aren't married. So what does that say? Mm. And I take that in high regards because you're not only taking that title, you're blessing one of the biggest life's challenges out there. Right. And um, so, no, I'm a very bold person. And I think that's what I tried to spill into the book as well. I mentioned that I'm very unfiltered in this book because I want you to realize that I'm human too. And that the things that you're going to face, which I know in my mind that you're going to face because I've been through it. Mm -hmm. I want to prepare you. I want you to see that you're not alone because I had, like I said, I had a very lonely journey because it wasn't surprisingly not much out there. Yeah. But it's so many people reaching for the stars, but why, why, why do they fall on the ground? Why do they fall short because of that support or that not knowing, or maybe the fear of losing a spouse. No one wants to go through a breakup. Like that's so painful. And then to, think that, oh, maybe I was the cause of that. Mm. You know, like maybe this journey, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And then then you build this complex. Should I keep going with another idea or will I, you know, never find love? Which one? Which one do I take? What do you think is going to be the hardest thing for someone reading this to digest? I made it. Or maybe the toughest thing for them to apply to their everyday. It would be Probably chapter two. It's so painful to read. And the reason why I say that is because that's the chapter where I kind of spill a lot of beans. And not bad beans. I don't want anyone to think. I'm not taking any. I'm not. She's telling it all, folks. I'm not bashing my husband or anything. But That would be the hardest to digest because it's realizing that, whoa, what am I doing with my, it will make you self-reflect because it's like, if they can get through all of that, what am I doing with myself? And that's only pieces. (laughs) I've tried to condense all of this journey into this simple 103 pages. Right. Right. And, and try to be the most relatable. Because I don't want to scare anyone with this journey. Who wants to do that? Yeah. But then Tom scares are good. Right. You to your perspective. Exactly. To your perspective, being bold is. You can't say, oh, like, OK, like, for example, right. This racism. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer someone to tell you that they're racist or to be racist behind your back and you not know what you're getting into. Oh, I definitely would rather know. I would. You would rather know, right? So the book <laughs> is saying, would you rather know about the journey mm. so you can make a conscious deci- deci- decision, decision, edit that. <laughs> but, <laughs> so you can make I'm not a, editing nothing. <laughs> make an educated decision on if you want to, you know, partake in this journey or not. Right. And um, even if you're, if you've put your toe in there, do I want to put my whole foot in the water? Mm. 
So what, I mean, do you feel like you, before all of this with the books, do you feel like you, you were kind of sought out for advice or you did have a knack for it? I, I did. A lot of people have cried on my shoulder. <laughs> I wish I could see her face right now. She's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm good at that, it. That's, I, I am very prideful with that. You and, should be. And because it's like, that speaks to me as a human being. I'm a very loving and nurturing person and, you know, funny. Now I can get serious. I can get very serious when the time calls for it, but you know, you, you, you won't be blindsided by it, Mm. you know? And I think that's to be respected. I mean, I've had plenty of people cry on my shoulders and, and, you know, to have people be vulnerable with me is like, wow. Like, what did what did you give me? What did you <laughs> give me, God? Why are you sending these people my way? Yeah, because I've been in many a relationship. Well, not many a relationship, but I've been in relationships with many female friends that come attached with your significant other. And it's just like, man, how many women are horrible at giving relationship advice? So for your friends to have one that's good at it, you know, yeah. they, the men in, in your friend's life should be ex- extremely happy and thankful because I can't tell you how much bad advice women have gotten from their friends. It's just like, she told you what? Yeah. Try what? And to the other side too, how many men get bad advice? Because it's so many and and also in the book too, just highlighting the vulnerability. That takes a lot of courage yeah. for someone to be vulnerable, right? Uh, come on, this show takes a lot of courage. <laughs> a lot of people who just don't show up. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. That's why I always kind send of, that message. Like, hey, we still on, right? <laughs> that, that's kind of scummy. <laughs> like nothing's going to stop me from coming on the show. Hey. But, um, but no, just vulnerability takes a lot of courage. And, you know, although sometimes it would be, it would be kind of a hit and miss when it came to my husband being vulnerable with me. I have to remind him, hey, I respect you for even wanting to share this space with me. You know, I respect that. Mm -hmm. And giving him the room to be vulnerable takes a lot of courage on my end. Oh, absolutely. Right. Because it's like, what am I going to hear? Like, I'm going to hear something that's going to tear down on me. You can't control what comes out. Exactly. You just got to know you asked for it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like, just all you could do is just throw your feelings out, your truthful feelings out there and then allow that person to receive it and either accept their reaction or not accept it. Mm. Those are the choices. We're built with choices every day. (laughs) And um, you're built with the choice to take an entrepreneur journey or not. Absolutely. So (laughs) uh, when is the book going to be available? How can folks pick up the book? Mm -hmm. Of the book is actually available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon. Nice. Yeah, so you can copy Links your copy. in the episode description. Yeah, so um, it you can just go on Amazon, look up The Real Life of a CEO Wife, Alpha in the Shadows, and it's right there. It's so beautiful. By Lucretia Shannon. <laughs> By L. Denise. That's my script name. Oh, okay. L. Denise is my script name. So, and you can also uh, follow me um, on my Facebook page, um, on my actual direct website, which is www.ldenisewrites.com, where there'll be featured blogs that will be coming up, um, 
spaces where you can share your thoughts about the book and even spaces about, uh, where you can share your thoughts of your very own journey. We're nice. all in this together. It's a community that I'm trying to build around this book. So definitely copy a copy if you haven't. And I don't know why you haven't if you have not, but do Just it right. anyway. Get that, Get that book. It's a great gift, even yeah. though the holiday season is over. Yeah. Now, all that information will be in the episode description below. So please check that out and pick up that book, please. Uh, it's going to be a great gift for any friend. Maybe you do have that friend. Maybe your girlfriend is the, the friend who gives the bad, horrible advice. Get her this book so she can pretend <laughs> like her great advice, Lucretia Shan's out here giving, is her own. I need to figure out who this girlfriend gave one of you. Oh, there's a lot of girls who give horrible <laughs> advice. And it's just like, wow, that's terrible. I hope you didn't listen to that advice. But And then with the with the relationship talk, I've, I've gained so much insight on, on stupid things women have to hear from their stupid friends. Oh, no. Who are also single and should remain single probably. Maybe that's another episode where I could definitely come on. Oh, I told, told Brian, I want, I want you guys to come on the relationship talk so I can ask you guys the questions. And you can tell us from a stable relationship standpoint what the right answer is. I don't want to cause no arguments, though. No, no. You know, Brian, you'd be like, I don't know about that, man. We play plenty of uh, (laughs) those spouse games. (laughs) <laughs> and we actually did pretty good. We didn't tear each other's head off, but um, I ain't talking about no trivia. Like, oh, what's her favorite? <laughs> no. Her favorite? I'm talking about questions. Like, all right, this is the scenario. You tell me who's right. Okay, okay. Brian's going. All right, no, Brian's gonna be like, yeah, what she said. We're up for it. He is so smooth. <laughs> we we are definitely up for a child. I, I just adore that man. I mean, you know, like as much as you, I don't want you guys to be scared that the book talks about our challenges, but I am so deeply in love with him again. 20 years, Man. almost, you know, we we have four beautiful children together. And it like, I, I would never want to experience this journey with anyone else, you know, and um, copy or copy, follow the journey, guys, get engaged because the, enge- the engagement can be healing within itself. Mm. You never know what advice is lingering out there that would help your journey. Right. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Uh, so the way we've been closing out the show is with a segment called Roses. This is your opportunity to give those flowers to those individuals who mean a lot to you and just let them know how special they are and how much they have contributed to you being in that seat, doing what you're doing. Exactly. I agree. So book signing, it's. No, no, no. You got to tell me the people. Oh. Give them roses. Give oh, them roses. Give them the rose. Okay. <laughs> so shout out to my husband, of course, my children, my mother, um, my beautiful friend, sisters, that's uh, Crystal, Robin, my cousin, Leticia, you know, um, my cousin, Nisi, um, my friend, Sylvia. I mean, all of these people are my community. And mm-hmm. I just love you guys to pieces. Shout out to you guys. Um, even my cousin who um, made this beautiful shirt for me to nice. appear on the podcast today, hey. Latanya um, Moss, okay, down in Texas. <laughs> and then uh, even my beautiful cousin that beat my face, Beat Beauty. You know, they made sure that I was a total package for this podcast. Today. Shout out. And she means did her makeup very well for all of you men yes, out there. Yes. No one no, beat no her one physically. Beat yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, she contoured and put, you know, put I, up layers. Once again, if I was in a relationship with a woman, I wouldn't know that phrasing. I'd be like, oh, no, someone beat her up. Yeah, I'm not mattered. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Alchemy Podcast does not condone that. Condone matter in <laughs> any. Make that very clear. <laughs> very clear. That is not a chapter in the book. Yeah, but I hear that my um, book signing will be on Valentine's Day. So Dope. Perfect way to give your roses. 
Hey, with this book, straight <laughs> up, man. Let me know. I'm gonna be there with my camera and stuff, yeah, taking pictures. Yeah. Gonna have you press treatment and whatnot. Awesome. Hey, it will but, be very COVID safe. So yeah, I don't care. I'm, <laughs> my immune system is that of a Greek god. So oh, I'm geez. not worried about it. Well, okay. <laughs> if I could say, if okay. I could, see, that was God saying, "Shut, boy." No, if I could <laughs> give a shout out, but I don't want oh, the don't albums worry about coming it. after me, hey. like because I want to say one, one, <laughs> one. Okay, I can't. All that up. Don't don't worry about that. It's. Yeah, I had to repath the whole room. So yeah, a few of those are still kind of fresh. So I just feel so honored to be here. Uh, thank you for coming by. I know everybody has such busy schedules. You out here writing books, and, and you're out here doing your podcast. Oh, oh my, my god, I'm so honored to be a guest on this show. Hey, we're out here trying to promote you guys. You know, so thank you for everybody who's out there. You know, helping the community page grow. You know, doing all your little posts that I can share, and everybody who's do supporting those. And it's just so 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 heartwarming to see that love here in the Kansas City area with so many people doing so many great things. So I'm super happy to bring you these folks. I'm super happy to do these interviews and I'm going to continue to do this so long as we have great black people here in Kansas City who are making products that you guys need to hear about. So Lucretia Shannon, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Once again, pick up that book. It's going to be something awesome to read. I can't wait to get my own copy. I've just been so busy with the with the regular day job, the podcast that's now split into three shows, and then my extracurricular endeavor I'm I'm currently doing now, writing. So we'll see how all that goes and which one of these things falls by the wayside. But yeah, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in each and every week. We appreciate the support and please continue to check us out on social media. Please join our Facebook fan page as well as our Facebook community page and follow us on Instagram. I always forget Instagram because I'm not a tech savvy person, but please follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, So yeah, any closing thoughts for the audience? No, I just thank you all for again, you know, supporting, loving, purchasing. And I just thank our community and for all your support and love. Absolutely. As always, I am J.M. Banks and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast. I hope you all are staying safe out there and I will catch you all later. Peace. Thank you.